Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to Vineyard Community Church. We're very glad you're with us. As we continue on in a series we're doing called Life in His Story. And what we've been doing in this series is we've been taking a look at the uh, historical church calendar and we're using it sort of as a guide to help us in our devotional lives throughout the week. The, the Christian the calendar, the Christian year, however you, you, you may want to know it, um, has been established for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And what it does is sort of um, uh, lead us through in the course of a year the main events, the main redemptive acts of as Jesus as Messiah, of Jesus as Messiah. And I think it helps us to tie into his story. We talk a lot about being in his story and a part of his story and how we fit. And so um, running through these established things through the course of a year and then using them as sort of a way to direct our devotional life, I think is important in uh, connecting us with his story and with the church historical. And so uh, um, we're in, this is technically known as the fourth weekend after Easter. It's not a real fancy name. Some of them have better names than that. It didn't take a lot of time thinking this one up. This is four weekends after Easter, the resurrection of the Lord that we celebrated. And we, we talked about the empty tomb at Easter um, a couple of weeks ago. We talked about the goodness of God. Last week, we, we talked about the importance of getting connected to God in prayer um, so that we can get the hope that we need and the help that we need to live by doing the next right thing. This week, um, we're going to continue on that theme a little bit and talk about some practical ideas of actually living by doing the next right thing. Last week was more of getting us in the right prayer frame of mind, and now I want to talk about some, some practical stuff that we can do together. And so um, this is also uh, the weekend we're blessing the, the motorcycles and the bikers, and so I, I'm, I'm glad I have a chance to run this particular story by this group to see if you think this is going to work for tomorrow because, you know, it's going to be, a, going to be an interesting group and I wanted to give them a little something for, for tomorrow. So you can let me know what you think, all right? This is, this is it. Dear Abby, I've never written to you before, but I really need your advice on what could be a crucial decision. I've suspected for some time now that my, my wife might be cheating on me. The usual signs, phone rings, and if I answer, the caller hangs up. My, my wife's been going out with the girls a lot recently, although when I ask their name, she just says, oh, just some friends from work, you don't know them. Sometimes I stay awake to look for a cab or something, but she just comes walking up the drive, and I, I sort of hear the sound of a car leaving around the corner as if she's gotten out and walked the rest of the way. Why? I ask. Maybe she wasn't in a taxi at all. I picked up her cell phone once just to see what time it was and, and she went completely berserk. She, she, she grabbed the phone out of my hand and, and just started you know, yelling at me hysterically that I should never touch her personal property and then accused me of trying to spy on her. Anyway, I've never broached the subject uh, with her. I think deep down I, I just didn't want to know the truth but last night she went out again. I decided to really check on her. I decided I was going to park my Harley Davidson lowrider next to the garage and then hide behind it so I could get a good view of the street around the corner when she came home. It was at that moment, crouching behind my motorcycle, that I noticed a small amount of motor oil leaking through the gasket between the rear head and rocker arm cover. So, is this something I can easily repair myself or do you think I should take it back to the dealer? <laughs> You had no idea where I was going, I hope. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, good. 
Our scripture reading for today is out of the book of James, chapter 1, 17 through 20. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Blessed be the word of the Lord. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Everyone should be those things, but unfortunately, that's really not the norm by a long shot. In our culture, we are far more likely to be the exact opposite of that. We are not good listeners. We're way too quick to voice our opinions, and we tend to get angry very quickly at even the smallest disturbances. In our anger, um, we tend to do stupid things and make really bad decisions. Does that apply to anybody but me? Fortunately, the Apostle Peter's given us some great ideas for how to live by doing the next right thing, how to enjoy this now and forever life that's available to us in Christ, and that's what we're going to look at today. 1 Peter 3, 8-9 through 9, says this, Finally, all of you live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic. Love as brothers. Be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult, but with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. And out of those few verses, there's some things I want to talk about today with you, just briefly in our time together, about how we can uh, practically live this life doing the next right thing and some ideas for us to think about. And these are the things that I would have you spend some time in your prayer lives this week going over to see how maybe you can improve in each area as we, we go along. So the first thing that we're going to talk about, point number one is this, it's all about being agreeable. Being agreeable. Um, a couple of years ago, my, my lovely wife, Alice, um, used, used to do this thing where when we were in a discussion, I don't know if any of you other married couples have discussions, but, but, but from time to time, Alice and I will have a discussion. And uh, she, she started doing this thing in the middle of our discussions where she would look at me and she would say, you're being oppositional. Now, here's the problem with that. There's absolutely no response that you can make. Because if you say, no, I'm not, then you are. <laughs> and it was making these discussions have to, sh- have to stop at that moment, which, you know, the point of a discussion is ultimately that you work it through to the end. But, but uh, the first few times she told me I was being oppositional, I almost lost my mind because I was like, okay, I'm not being oppositional, which means I am being oppositional. I didn't think I was being oppositional, but now there's no way to get around it because I can't get back to where I started and it would just all fall apart. Fortunately, she's, I, she doesn't do it anymore, so I hope she forgot about it. <laughs> although, although we were having a discussion recently, she doesn't say that anymore, but she'll look at me and she'll do this. It means the same thing. She'll go like this. And it means I'm fighting her. And uh, it's, I just sometimes, I, I don't know. It's not easy being agreeable. It's, it's not, anybody else, you get the relationships aren't easy. They're, they're worth it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Someone on my staff had their hand up way too quickly back there. <laughs> uh, we're called to 
relationship. Relationship with God, relationship with it's our it's our main deal. It's what we do. It's 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 you know, it's it's our relationships with people and relationship with God are what lasts for eternity. Everything else is temporary. And and yet they're they're difficult. We're, we're, you know, we're selfish and we have we have issues and um, we want things our way. And you know, the, uh, very quickly the world will begin to revolve around us, but life is never found there. There's no life in that. Life is found in relationship with God and others. That's what Jesus told us. And so we have to be aware of that and we have to be working on that at all times. First Peter three in the beginning, it said, live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic. Romans 12, 16. Live in harmony with one another. That's the Paul picking up that message. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not be conceited. Um, you know, we, we need to be careful that we're, we're um, you know, have our eyes on situations and not just on ourselves. And so we need to work on being agreeable where we can. And, and so that's the first step in the process. Second, Peter says we need to be loving. We need to be loving. We've, we've been talking about love quite a bit lately, but we'll always be talking about love. It's one of our main deals. Um, we're, to, we're to be people that love well. It should be our heart's desire. That uh, if, if, you know, if people don't know us as anything else, my hope would always be that they would know us as a people that loved well. Might have had a lot of stuff wrong and, and done a lot of other, but... You know, deep down they would say, yeah, but they, they, they loved well, at least they attempted to. And that, that's the heart of it. First Peter 3, again, verse 8 says, you know, we're to love as brothers. And I wanted to encourage you again to um, make sure you're passing everything through that filter of love in First Corinthians 13, 4. We've talked about it a lot, but to me it's a, it's a crucial part of the way that we live. And, and I, I want you to, to think about them enough that they become sort of a part of your of your regular life, that it's just, you, you get that that's what love looks like, that love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily, easily angered, keeps no record of wrongs, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth, it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres, love never fails. My hope would be that that would become such a part of who you are, that, that you, you're constantly running your actions through it, and your, your decisions through it, and, and your words through it. Um, uh, I think, you know, if we would think about that, there'd be a lot of stuff that we wouldn't say that we're saying, there'd be a lot of things that we wouldn't do that we're doing, and, and, and then there would be some things that we'd be saying that we're not saying, and there'd be some things that we're doing that we're not doing. And so we have to make these choices and decisions. And I, I would encourage you to think about that as well. Um, you know, loving well and what that looks like. Third thing is about being compassionate. Being compassionate. First Peter 3, it again says, be compassionate. Um, compassion is a way of demonstrating the type of love that I was just talking about. It will come out in, in being compassionate. First John 3.18 says, dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. So we, we need to get outside of ourselves, which is what this is all about, and, and sort of change that me focus that happens very quickly in, in the world around us and, and be looking every, days, every day for ways to be kind and to um, bless other people. And, and again, I, I, wanna, I wanna encourage you
not to let the people that you encounter throughout the day just blend away into the scenery and machinery of your life because that's the tendency. People are there, but we stop seeing them. They're just kind of scenery. Um, or they're there and they're just machinery for us and, and you know, they need to make our lives work. And you know, we, we need to be so careful that you don't reduce people to that because these are people that God has created, whom God loves, uh, whom if he's not in relationship with now wants to be. And, and part of your purpose for being here in relationship with him is to make that apparent to other people by being kind, by looking for opportunities to encourage and bless. And they're everywhere, we just have to take advantage of them. We have to get outside of our own little box and, and think differently. I know I, I'm always telling you Winn-Dixie's story. It was funny, I was in Winn-Dixie, honestly, the other day. And uh, it's, what's today? Today is Saturday. Friday, Thursday, Thursday. Friday, it was yesterday. And uh, I, I, I went into Winn-Dixie, picked up a few things, and um, I was on the way out. It was funny. I saw someone from church, and she looked at me. She said, oh, did you get any good stories? And I went, well, I, actually, I think I did. So, uh, so now people know I'm telling stories all the time. Anyway, I was in Winn-Dixie, and um, only, two, only two lines open. It's okay. Cashier lines. And, and I get into this one line, and um, the cashier there says, I'm so sorry. It's time for my break. She said it very kindly. Um, but the guy in front of me, who'd been standing there a couple minutes, he was out too. So... There was only, so that leaves one line, which is pretty long, so he moves to the back of it, and I move behind him. And I, I, I've told you this, I've come to peace with that. I'm like, whatever, this is still easier than growing the stuff or shooting it or anything else that we have to do. <laughs> it, it's, you know, and I didn't have any frozen foods, you know, so I wasn't worried about that. So I was like, okay, you know, we're just going to be a little while. This opportunity to hang out, pray, maybe smile. But some people get so upset, and, and uh, the people behind me were so upset. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, and then you can, they almost immediately take it out on the cashiers. Like all they are, are, you know, part of the machinery. It's not their fault. So I only say that to say this, be so careful because those opportunities, every one of them is an opportunity for us to be kind and to bless somebody every single time. To smile, ask how you're doing. When I get up to my cashier, I say, how are you? And you could tell, it's just such a relief because they're almost ready to be yelled at. You can feel like they're, oh, how you doing? You okay? And just, it doesn't, it's, it, what does that cost? That should be what we're like in the world around us. That should be what we're always like. And, and so be working on those things. You know, we, we need to be the people that let people onto the highway, even though they frustrate us. And, and uh, you know, um, that, that yield to people who don't know how to drive properly and don't merge when they should and uh, all those things because it just doesn't matter in the bigger scheme. So be compassionate, have a heart and you just never know uh, out of that heart what opportunities you're gonna get to bless people and, and that's one of the neatest things. Fourth, that takes this, we have to be humble. You gotta be humble. First Peter 3.8 says it again. Humility is a major part of experiencing real now and forever life. And we just have to be able to admit that we're broken, that we've messed up, and that it's fairly ongoing. And, and it's our pride that keeps us from doing that. 
And then unfortunately, um, this, this shame thing kicks in that, that if we're not dealing with things and then things go bad and then we feel ashamed and then our pride will get up and we'll have to you know, either, either not be around or whatever, we, we, we go through all these crazy things in our head. Look, humility, we're all broken, we've all messed up. We all need to deal with Jesus straight up. You know, the question that he asked that I talked about the other day is still valid. Do you really want to get well? It takes humility to say yes and then do what it takes. And, and um, without humility, we're stuck. And we'll get into that pride place. It's a very lonely place, a very isolated place. And we'll try and get the world to revolve around us. And it just won't work. Proverbs 28, 13. He who conceals his sin does not prosper. But whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. See, humility will find you mercy and grace. And, and, and so when we get honest with God and, and even with ourselves, God's able to give us the grace and the mercy we need then to enjoy and experience life. James 4, 6, but he gives us more grace. That's why scripture says God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. If you're not walking in humility, you find yourself in opposition to God. And I don't think anybody wants to be there. But we, we, we sort of do it without realizing about it. We're, we're, we're all broken. We have to deal with that. But God will help us if we get honest with him. And he'll empower us then to start getting well in the process. Last point, we need to be encouraging. 1 Peter 3, 9, do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult, but with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. 1 Thessalonians 5, 11, therefore encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you were doing. See that the whole thing, and, and we've talked about this uh, a lot, um, and we've called it the ministry of encouragement. And, and I've, I've said to you over time and like to bring it up every day, this is a ministry that absolutely everybody in the church should be involved in regardless of, of how long you're in, um, ages or anything, um, that we need to be encouragers. It's part of what we're called to in this world. And, and I, I, I say it this way too. So every day I encourage you to uh, encourage at least two people, at least two people. And when you encourage two people, this is my, my thing, then three people are encouraged. Because when you encourage two people, God will encourage you. He absolutely will. It's part of the deal. And so it's this wonderful dynamic that gets set up, that, that breaks us out of our own little bubble and shell of isolation and, and helps us to realize that there's a bigger picture going on and that there's more to life than, than um, just sort of, you know, trudging along with our eyes down, trying to make everything work in our own lives when it's clearly not gonna. And so, so God wants us to change, get our focus on him, onto the world around us, and, and for what he's doing. And in the process of making that change, he empowers us, uh, he encourages us, he allows us to live this amazing life now and forever in the midst of all the brokenness around us. And we add our brokenness to it, but he's there with us and for us. And, and he wants us to be encouragers. He wants us to be people that, that make a difference simply by loving well, loving one another well, loving the people we meet well. And, and in so doing then, being a way for them to come to know the truth, that they might get set free and find life. So that's what I want you to think about this week in your prayer times, please. Those, those five things, take time to just ask God how you're doing. 
um, you know, are you agreeable or disagreeable? Are you oppositional? Like me. Are you loving well? Are you compassionate or just don't care? Are you, do you get the importance of humility and, and get honest with yourself in life? And are you really trying to encourage people? I, I'm telling you, that will be a life changer. We, we do that simple thing. Be thankful for five things, encourage two people. You hear me do that every time you come because it's life changing. So, so make it a part of your life. And uh, we'll end with that for tonight. If you're watching on television or video, thank you so much for uh, spending your valuable time with us. We appreciate you doing it. If you're ever in the area, come and stop by. We'd love to uh, have you with us. If you need prayer, go to our website at keysvineyard.com, hit the prayer page, uh, let us know how we can pray, and we will be praying for you. And uh, we hope to see you again soon.